Welcome to the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast, hosted by me, Carolina Sopran. I'm a holistic health and nutrition coach, a Pilates instructor with a background in science and a master's in medical radiations. I'm your stress buster chick, chatting all things stress, helping you, the modern woman, create more balance, calmness and health in life. I used to be just like you, running on adrenaline, stressed 24-7 and a professional perfectionist in all aspects of life. Over the last couple of months, I have wanted to create a platform for stressed, stuck and professional women just like you, empowering and nurturing you to live your most balanced life. I have learned and come up with some amazing tools to help bring more zen into your everyday life. Enjoy. Hello, darlings, and welcome to episode 33 of the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast. I'm super excited about today's episode because I have another wonderful guest on the podcast. Kylie Goodwin is a mortgage broker and the owner of Enlightened Financial Solutions. As a mortgage broker, Kylie assists with residential owner occupied or investment home loan lending, construction finance, as well as asset and personal finance. Her business also specializes in refinancing and assisting with complex debt consolidation. Kylie has a passion for first home buyers and loves the process and journey that her and her team go on with individuals to help them achieve their goals. Kylie loves offering a personalized customer service and is 100% solution focused when it comes to clients and their needs. In this episode, Kylie and I discuss how stress and unhappiness impacted her pregnancy, what a mortgage broker can assist you with, and how her business is different from other mortgage brokers. We also discuss purchasing your first home, how to better manage your money, and tips on how to develop a property portfolio. I know you will love Kylie as much as I did. Have a beautiful week, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, Kylie, and welcome to the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Hi. Well, I'm super excited to be here, and I'm feeling really um, blessed that you've invited me to come on, so thank you. Oh, you are so gorgeous. Um, so one of the questions, the first question I always ask when I have someone on the podcast, it's what's the one thing that you've learned during COVID-19? Oh, that's a big one, isn't it? Um, I think one of the major things I've learned is not to take the little things for granted anymore, you know, like going to the gym or even walking outside without a mask. Um, as my business, it's really fast-paced and stressful. My time used to be at, like my time out for me was to decompress and go to the gym. The um, so my office to go somewhere else was such a blessing. So, you know, the ability to not go to a coffee shop and work, um, and, you know, get out of a space that wasn't here. Uh, that's something, you know, I've really learned not to take for granted. I'm looking forward to moving forward. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think the mask thing's been a really big thing for me as well. Um, it's just crazy, isn't it, that we need to go outside with the mask and we would have never have imagined that this would be the way of life about a year ago. It's just crazy, isn't it? 
Yeah, 12 months ago, we would never have thought we'd, you know, they have to wear a mask walking around the block getting some fresh air. Yeah, it is. It's just a bit crazy, but hopefully we're on the up and we're getting through it all. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do and why and how did you start your business? Okay, well, I'm 44. I'm a mum to a 10-year-old boy and I have a wonderful partner of almost five years. I'm a mortgage broker and I've worked in the finance industry for about seven years now. But before that, the first 20 or so working years of my life, I actually worked in the health and fitness industry. So that was obviously a major part of my life and my passion. So I still love health and fitness. But that business, um, I sold about five days before my son was born. And he was actually born three months early, which was pretty freaky. Um, so, yeah, that sort of drove me into a different area of life because when my son was about three years old, I decided to leave my husband and working in the health and, industry, health and fitness industry at that point wasn't viable as a single mum, you know, because you work nights and early mornings and that sort of thing. So I started doing admin for a mortgage broker. And when I started doing that, I decided to retrain myself in a totally new industry. And yeah, that's how I sort of fell into it. And now I'm running my own business with my own staff and yeah, quite happy with that decision I made. Amazing. And I know when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned how stress affected your life. Um, and I would love if you could take the audience through your journey with stress. Okay. So looking back, I mean, I'm 44 now, so I feel like I've lived a million lives, but stress has pay, played a big part in my life, especially with my first business. Um, which I ran for about 10 years. So with the health and fitness industry, as you know, there's long hours, um, you know, you're often working six, seven days a week. Um, and I think the stress of that business, the stress of being in a marriage that I wasn't happy with and then falling pregnant within all that stress really compounded um, the reasons why that my son was born three months early. It's, um, yeah, I, when I look at it now and coming out of it, that stress, like it was affecting my sleep, it was affecting, you know, my thought patterns. You can't make a good decision when you're stressed. And it just impacted every single part of my life. Um, so, yeah, huge, huge impact on my life, stress. And being able to control that now um, and see it like from outside of it and how to manage it, it's become um, something I'm quite passionate about as well and helping people with that as well through what I do. Amazing. And I guess you probably, you were stressed during the pregnancy, but then you would have had that additional stress when you had your baby yes. and everything that goes with that. Well, yeah, for sure. So he was born three months early, but then he had to stay in a hospital for three months and I was in hospital for a month because I was quite unwell. Um, and then when he came home, you can't just put um, a preemie baby into childcare. So I was the main breadwinner in the house. So I'd sold my business. I thought I'd just go back to work wherever. But I was home looking after him. Um, so then financial stress hit us because my partner at the time wasn't um, generating a great income. So that compounded. So the stress didn't stop there. 
um, yeah, having a preemie baby, you're just on red alert all the time, especially because they often have complications when they're in hospital. He actually um, had to be re- resuscitated twice. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, he went blue and he had to, you know, be brought back. And so I think for many years it was very hard for me to just go, okay, he's all right now. So you wouldn't know looking at him now. Um, so, yeah, it, I was on red alert for many years. Yeah, that would have been um, really tough and it's that heightened state of just always worrying about whether he's okay, whether his development is okay. I can only imagine what that would have been like for you. Oh, yeah, and it was one of those things. He'd get a cold, so I would sleep in a recliner with him because I didn't want to put him down flat just in case he got a chest infection because you're always thinking about the worst-case scenario. You know, when you're stressed you just snowball and you can't be present because you just wor- you're just worried about what if, what if, what if. And that can be so consuming um, you know, with your health or with your business. Like you can apply it to anything with your finances especially. Um, Absolutely. Really, you know, really pull you down. Absolutely. And I think it takes so much energy to be stressed all the time that you're, like you said, you're not being present. You're not seeing all these beautiful things that are actually happening or working within your life because you're stuck in that stress state the whole time. 100%. And you forget to be grateful for the amazing things and, you know, the potential that you can achieve things or things are going to get better and you do have options. Like I think when we're so stressed, we don't think we have options. We can't see a way out. Absolutely. And so for those that don't know what a mortgage broker does, what do you actually do and how is your business different to other mortgage brokers? Okay, so as a mortgage broker or a finance broker, we essentially help people purchase homes or refinance home loans. We also can help people borrow money for personal loans, asset finance like cars or machinery for companies. Unlike financial planners, though, we're not licensed to give advice around shares or super or stocks or anything like that. So it's mainly home ownership investment property portfolios, construction loans, all that sort of stuff. Amazing. Yeah, my business, I think you asked, um, how's it different from other mortgage brokers? Yeah, that's correct. Everyone's got their own sort of business model. But for me, um, I like to personalise the whole experience for my clients. So, you know, I obviously will do the initial phone call I have an amazing staff member that's also on board so either her or I will um, liaise with the clients but yeah they get us from start to finish where a lot of mortgage brokers tend to outsource a lot of the work after the initial contact which is fine that's you know their business model and what works for them but I really love the process I love the journey so that's why I like to sort of be on board with the client from start to finish. And it's not just, you know, that transaction, that loan. It's like a long-term relationship. So I don't just look after my clients for that loan. We're always watching their loan for them, making sure that it's performing rightly for them. You know, we might have a five, 10-year plan in place where they do want to get an investment property or they do want to sell and buy a bigger home. So, yeah, it's not just about that moment in time. It's about our long-term journey together. Amazing. And so 
I know you work with a lot of women and so what other actionable steps that I guess you can give to women who, for example, are trying to buy their first property or that have challenges like having enough of a deposit for a property, what are some steps that they can take to get on top of that? Okay, well, long gone are the days where we need a 20% deposit to buy a home. Um, you know, there's a lot of government incentives out there at the moment. You can buy a home for as little as a 5% deposit. Some banks are even lending up to 98% depending on the circumstances. Um, but generally, you know, if you can get a 5% deposit in place, there's um, federal government incentives like the First Home Loan Deposit Scheme, where essentially the, the government will pay the lender's mortgage insurance. So that can save people a lot of money. Um, there's a new home loan guarantee, which also is another incentive for first home buyers that helps them get into the property market. But I think one of the things which is super important for women to understand, and I am helping a lot of single women buy houses. I'm helping a lot of women buy houses that have a partner, but they're doing it by themselves. You don't need to be making $100,000 a year. Like some of my clients, oh, for instance, some um, some nurses, first year out of uni, they're buying properties. Um, and it's all about thinking about things when you're young, like you don't have to wait to have a partner or to be married, like even putting aside 20 bucks a week, that's going to build, like starting your savings early and not just thinking, oh, I'm never going to get there and not even try. You're never going to have a deposit if you don't start trying. Yeah, I love that. It's all about just putting those actionable steps into practice, even if it's a really small amount. Um, and just to watch it grow, I think people will be really surprised how quickly it grows. It does. And I often will do help my clients with a small budget. Just, you know, let's look at what you're spending your money on. I think a lot of people are scared to look at their budget and what they spend their money on. And sometimes it's not as bad as they think. And, you know, one thing is subscriptions. So we're living in a subscription society now. Everything's subscription. Our TVs, our, you know, like our TV subscriptions, we've got Stan, we've got Presto, we've got Netflix. Like how many do we actually need? And all these little things, they add up. We've got all the different subscriptions on Apple, um, you know, for all these little things that we sign up for. So they're like, that's somewhere people can save hundreds of dollars a month. And that's hundreds of dollars that can go towards their deposit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm so on board with that. And I think when COVID first happened, I actually spoke to so many people that, you know, sort of went through their subscription and other things and they're like, okay, what can I give up just to save yes. a little bit of extra money? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I, well, I think we've yeah, all got disposable income, haven't we? Yes, absolutely. What we want to spend it on. Um, I like buying workout gear and crystals, so that's just my thing. <laughs> you and me both, every time I get a package, my husband is like, do you really need this? I'm like, yes, totally, I do need it. <laughs> yeah, and massages. I spend lots of money on massages. Yes. But yeah. I mean so exciting to have it come back in Melbourne. Um, yeah, it'll be so exciting the next couple of weeks, won't it? 
yeah, I think we're all going to blow our budgets, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We'll get there. I mean, we've I guess we've been deprived for so long. So now that it's there, we hopefully have that money set aside. Um, I guess then that leads me to my next question. How can women or people in general organise their money better? How, well, that would, that would come back to the budget again. Um, but it's also you know, knowing what your wage is, like sometimes people don't even know what they're earning um, and just doing a spreadsheet, knowing what your rent is, knowing what, you know, all your bills sort of are um, and understanding that, then you can sort of make a plan to, all right, what do I actually want to do with my money? Do I want to save for a house? Do I want to save for a house and a holiday? So we don't, even if we want to, buy a property or have these things. We don't have to live without everything else. Like there's a fine line and we still can be happy humans on a budget. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think um, a lot of us have learned that, <laughs> that we I had to so. sort of, yeah, go within during COVID because we didn't have these external things to make us happy. So, um, yeah, I think we've definitely learned a lot. 100% we have. And so then what advice do you have for those that are maybe wanting to develop a property portfolio and what's the best and most cost-effective way to achieve this in your opinion? Okay, well, I say to a lot of my first home buyers, like they'll come to me and they want to buy something worth 700000 or 800000 I say to them, look at your first property purchase. It's not your forever home. This first purchase needs to be one that is going to be a potential investment property that's going to have a good rental return. You know, it's good, close to public transport and shopping centres, all that sort of thing. So that first purchase really needs to be um, thought out carefully. So obviously working with a broker um, who's going to be like a long-term, you know, strategist for you rather than going to just straight to the branch um, is a good way to start because you can have that personalised experience and that personalised sort of plan where you can work towards those things. Amazing. And so I guess where can women find you if they want to work with you? What does your business offer and how can people best connect with you? Okay, well, with me, I've got a website, Enlightened Financial Solutions. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, I actually get a lot of my work from Instagram. Uh, that's where all my first home buyers are. So people can find me on there. Um, what do I offer? Well, after an initial conversation and, you know, gathering some information, I do a comprehensive analysis of people's financial situation and their borrowing capacity. And then that will flow into a full brainstorming session with the client about their options moving forward, whether it's going to be a purchase of home or refinancing or even consolidating debt. That's a big thing at the moment, um, especially during COVID. A lot of people have got these car loans and credit cards that have been ticking away at a high interest rate. So refinancing um, is a big thing. But one of the things I think is different with me is I do not mind working with someone like some of my clients, I work with them for 18 months before they're ready to purchase. So some brokers are just um, 
you know, they're busy and they'll say, just come back to me when you're ready, where I don't mind spending time with people and sort of coaching them until they're ready to move forward. So that's another point of difference, I suppose, with my business and Sam, the girl that works for me. We really enjoy that process of coaching people and getting them prepared for moving forward to a property purchase. Oh, you are one amazing lady. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. You are an absolute gem. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, take care and I'll make sure that I'll pop all the links in the show notes for your Instagram and for your website. Okay, I really appreciate that. You have a great day. You too. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have loved and enjoyed today's podcast, then please share it with your friends and family. If you have any comments or would like to reach out, you can find me on Instagram at Knowing Her Wellness. See you soon for the next episode of Too Blessed to Be Stressed.